Welcome to Jean and Mike do the New York Times crossword. Hi, I'm Jean. And I'm Mike. And today we are doing the crossword for Friday, June 25th, 2021. So did you do the crossword? Yes, I did. And what were your impressions? Well, it didn't take me too long. So I thought it was pretty easy. Okay, I can tell it's going to be another one of those episodes. Oh, no, you had trouble. I, uh, I worked on it last night and I just gave up in the middle. I had, I had the top, I had the bottom, but like those middle long clues, uh, uh -huh. 32 across, 35 across, and 36 across. I had the uh -huh. beginnings of them, but I had like a hole in the middle. Oh. And I'm like, I can't do this. So I woke up this morning and solved it. And um, like, for example, I'll, I'll tell you a few of the, of, of the few of the sticking points. Last night, um, 35 across, unearned advantage based on sex. I, I sort of guessed it was the word male. And I knew that it had a P. And I knew it was ending in edge and i could not think of the word privilege oh no probably an indication i should just stop doing the crossword um uh -huh. i had part of the problem was 30 down blank cruise the so-called queen of salsa i saw uh -huh. the word i saw the word cruise and i thought i know that one santa cruz and um <laughs> Well, there's a Santa Cruz. They have used Santa Cruz before. It's it's a place in California. Right. But it's not and a person. I didn't, I couldn't be bothered reading the whole clue. I'm a busy person. So, um, <laughs> and then 23 down, um, that was uh, be sycophantic. And uh -huh. I, it was, it was uh, six letters long. And I thought, oh, it's suck up. Um, and... <laughs> Uh, because suck up would fit. And then, but, but the, the first letter, um, it was running into partner of day, 22 across partner of day. And I thought that might be age, sort of a day in an age. Um, uh -huh. And so I thought, oh, it must be glom up, which is even worse than suck up, I do admit. <laughs> uh -huh. But then, um, and, and like endure, uh, the, the second letter in glom, well, I mean, I was I was flailing at this point because endorsement for short. I thought OKs, OKS, and then I thought yes. Um, I, I really, like I said, just should have stopped. I just sort of closed the lid on the computer, walked away, and then because this morning I looked at it and just like, oh, I bet that's grovel for twenty three down, be sycophantic, and I bet that endorsement for short is rec for recommendation. Uh -huh. And then I recognized male privilege and that gave me the R because 20, uh, 28 down taken care of without, it turned out to be sorted out. Right. Now I'm assuming you figure out all of these without too much effort. Like how long did it take you to do the crossword? 20 minutes and 15 seconds. Ah, I see. Okay. Well, I was only a little more than three times longer than you, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but boy, this morning I was moving fast. 
Um, well, good. Oh, well, another problem that I had 33 down. Thanks a blank. And I thought, thanks a lot. And then I thought, thanks a ton. And only this morning did I think, thanks a mill. Like, who says thanks a mill? Really? You know, I mean, first of all, with inflation, I do say thanks a million, but well, with inflation, it should be thanks a billion. So it should be thanks <laughs> a bill. But uh, so so I got you know I was I was stuck there. Um, but then I eventually I I got that part sorted out. Uh, uh-huh. So it was it was fun. Um, I, but but even now, thir- uh, let's see, what was twenty five across spirals out over the winter holidays? Question mark. Hams. Uh huh. Okay, so I'm definitely I, I I definitely don't know anything much about meats, and I'm sort of rusty on holidays, so I still don't understand. What does that mean that they're? Can you explain that clue? No, I really can't. I oh, couldn't you figure can't? that out either. No. I, I, I was thinking they were like, sort of like how you would pair an apple. Maybe you would pair a ham. No. You know, so you'd have spirals of ham meat. No. No, I don't think so. Okay. That was my, okay. Well, I feel slightly better, even though you did beat me more than one third the time that you uh-huh. did 25 across. Um, let's see. Uh, what else was interesting here? Um, 30, let's see, what was 36 across? Oh boy, last night I had no idea. Hit HBO series based on a Leanne Moriarty novel. Have you seen that? Big Little Lies? Well, no, because we don't get HBO, but I have heard of that. Oh. Because it's got, it's got a lot of big stars in it, you know, that are movie stars, but now they're, now they're on television. Uh-huh. So, so I've heard of it. Okay. But, uh, but no, I've never seen it. Hmm. Um, there, oh, I like 37 across a great deal. Um, what minuscule is often misspelled with an I. Are, uh-huh. you, are you guilty of that? How do you spell minuscule? Um, well, I, I try to spell it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> so... But I put an A. I thought maybe people uh, spelled it with an A-L-E, minis- although it is minuscule. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, I think it's they put the I where the first U is, minuscule. Yes. You know how uh-huh. I know that? Because I thought, how would I spell minuscule? And I thought M-I-N-I-S-C-U-L-E, it's mm-hmm. an I. So yep. I was able to, I, I turned to my expert on misspelling, me, and, uh, mm-hmm. oh, I like 32 down. Uh, um, hat tricks are seen in them. Magic, right. magic acts. Right. Uh-huh. I was trying to figure out something with hockey. Me too. Yep. Uh-huh. But that, that was a very good clue. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. One down. Right away, um, you know my my my, my refusal to at, at, look at any outside resources was sorely tested because it was key symbol near the exclamation point, and I'm like, great, now I can't even look at the keyboard. Uh, turned out it was a tilde. Uh huh. 
And now that I look at it, I was thinking like an at sign. I'd forgotten there was the tilde to the left and the back quote. Uh-huh. Oh, well. Um, and 14 across, uh, it's a quote. Yeah, lunch now works for me. And the answer is I could eat. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Do people actually say that? I could eat. Uh-huh. I could eat now, maybe. You know what I was thinking when I read when I read that? I thought, oh, it's like I've been fired, you know. And so yeah, lunch now works for me because I don't have a job anymore. Um, oh. <laughs> but that was not the the right way to approach that. Um so uh, I like this crossword a lot. Um, uh-huh, me too. Even though I, I just, uh, like I said, ran into uh, definite difficulties, major yeah. holes in the right in the center of the crossword. Uh-huh. Sort of reminded me, you know, when they have those pictures of like the Statue of Liberty when it's going up and you can still see some of the scaffolding. That's sort of uh-huh. that feeling I had with those missing squares, but... <laughs> Uh-huh. So, anywho, um, all right. Anything else you want to contribute about the crossword? Um, I noticed 34 down, they had the old uh, meat cutes. We've had that before. Parts of many rom-coms, meat right. cutes. Mm-hmm. So I got that right away. Otherwise, I would not have known that. But mm-hmm. we did We did have that yes. before. Right. And, and, uh, and I was surprised that the world's largest pasta producer was Barilla. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that, that was very interesting. Because yeah. there are some major pasta producers along with Barilla, but apparently they're not as big as Barilla. So now I know. Well, you see, that's a bit of an ambiguous clue. When they say they're the world's largest pasta producer, do they mean they're the largest company? Or do they just like make one of the largest noodles? You know, maybe there's like a, a four foot by four foot lasagna noodle that you can get from Barilla and that's the oh, world's wow. largest pasta and they're the largest pasta producer. Well, it could be, but I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of someone making like a blanket sized lasagna noodle. Uh-huh. Okay. Would you eat a blanket sized lasagna noodle? If you gave me a knife, sure. <laughs> So, okay. All right. Well, um, I think that's probably it for today, except it is Fun Fact Friday. <gasps> do, 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 do. <laughs> that sounds like a whole lot like our theme for Triplet Tuesday. Anywho, yeah. um, so, f- so today for Fun Fact Friday, we are going to talk about uh, a piece of poetry called a Clarihue. And that is spelled C-L-E-R-I-H-E-W. This is from Wikipedia. A Clarihue is a whimsical four-line biographical poem invented by Edmund Clarihue Bentley. The first line is the name of the poem subject, usually a famous person, put in an absurd light or revealing something unknown or spurious about them. The rhyme scheme is A-A-B-B, meaning the first two and the second two lines, uh, second set of lines rhyme, and the rhymes are often forced. The line length and meter are irregular. Bentley invented the Clarihue in school and then popularized it in books. One of his best known is this from 1905. Sir Christopher, Sir Christopher Wren said, I am going to dine with some men. If anyone calls, 
say I'm designing St. Paul's. So they point out that a cleric uses the following properties. It is biographical and usually whimsical, showing the subject from an unusual point of view. It mostly pokes fun at famous people. It is four lines of irregular length and meter for comic effect. The rhyme structure is A-A-B-B. The subject matter and wording are often humorously contrived in order to achieve a rhyme, including the use of phrases in Latin, French, and other non-English languages. The first line contains and may consist solely of the subject's name. According to a letter in The Spectator in the 1960s, Bentley said that a true Clarehue has to have the name at the end of the first line, as the whole point was the skill in rhyming awkward names. Clarehues are not satirical or abusive, but they target famous individuals and reposition them in an absurd, anachronistic, or commonplace setting, often giving them an oversimplified and slightly garbled description. So um, here are a few examples of Clara Hughes. Um, and this was Bentley's very first Clara Hughes published in 1905. Sir Humphrey Davy abominated gravy. He lived in the odium of having discovered sodium. Uh, other Clara Hughes include George III ought never to have occurred. One can only wonder at so grotesque a blunder. John Stuart Mill, by a mighty effort of will, overcame his natural bonhomie and wrote principles of political economy. I thought that was great. Uh, and and this is actually, this is not by, uh, by Clara Hughes. This is by W.H. Auden. Sir Henry Ryder Haggard was completely staggered when his bride-to-be announced, I am she. And um, the satirical magazine Private Eye noted Auden's work and responded, W.H. Auden suffers from acute boredom, but for his readers, he's got some merry news. He's written a, a collection of rather bad Clara Hughes. Okay, one last one. Um, Turing must have been alluring to get made a dawn so early on. So there are some light and whimsical poems, Clara Hughes. Uh, and listeners, if you get a chance, make sure you make sure you uh, you know Google some Clara Hughes and enjoy them because they definitely are a lot of fun. Very so good. I I think that is probably it for today. So uh, thanks everyone for listening. And uh, we'll be back with our analysis of the what is uh, supposedly the hardest crossword of the week, the Saturday crossword. We will be back to analyze that tomorrow. Yes, we will. See you then. Bye bye.